Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, senior editor at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another very live. I say very live because this is an exciting podcast. It's Tuesday night, live on the Spotify Green Room app. If you didn't know, this app is 100% free for iOS users. It's also available in the beta version for Android users. And all you have to do is download the free app, create a free account, follow me at jhartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N underscore P-I-T. That is the same handle as my Twitter account, by the way. And every Tuesday night, we're going to go live to talk about all things Pittsburgh Steelers, all things black and gold. And I tell you what, there's a lot to talk about. Before we get into all of that, I want to make sure you understand that BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, that is we, as a podcast platform, are a part of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, which is a part of SB Nation and Vox Media. Make sure that is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As training camp kicks off in just a few days, it's, it's an exciting time of year. And then when you throw in the news of, obviously, Melvin Ingram signing, and it becomes even more exciting. Uh, also, wherever you get your podcasts, make sure you follow us and search Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. Subscribe and follow. Do whatever you have to do so that you don't miss a thing, not just my Let's Ride podcast every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, but also all of our other morning shows like the Live Mic, the Stat Geek, and all of our PM shows that are also simulcast on Facebook Live and on YouTube. All right, let's get right into things. Everyone is excited. I can tell that Steeler Nation is starting to kind of Wake up again as my ride or die crew on Twitter. I put out the the tweet and I said, "Okay, mailbag time. Who wants to have some? Who has some questions?" And 
oh my gosh, there's a lot. And it, everyone wants to talk about Melvin Ingram, and rightfully so. In case you didn't see, uh, Monday, the Steelers were reportedly signing Melvin Ingram. On Tuesday, that became official. They released two players. They also brought in a tackle, uh, formerly of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, and so they're kind of bolstering their lineup a little bit. Melvin Ingram is a player that a lot of people are curious about. And they asked the question, which is, how do you think he fits? And the first thing I want to make sure is very clear. This is not, in any way, shape, or form, Melvin Ingram being placed on the Steelers roster is not in any way, shape, or form a demotion for Alex Highsmith. Not at all. Just like last season, when Alex Highsmith was drafted, it was not viewed as a demotion for Bud Dupree. This was not a case of, you know, when uh, the Steelers drafted Juju Smith-Schuster and you had Sammy Coates and Martavis Bryant kind of going back and forth on Twitter. Um, that, that was not the case. It's not the case now either. And look, Alex Highsmith is going into his second year in the National Football League. In no way, shape, or form is anyone going to say he's a veteran, that he's an entrenched starter. He is going to be learning as the season progresses. Everyone with a brain in between their ears should know this. And it's it's going to be smart that it, it is smart that the Steelers go, went out and they found valuable leadership and experience at a position of need. The Pittsburgh Steelers, the two positions, I think most would agree with this, the two positions, especially on the defensive side of the football, that are glaring when it comes to so thin in the, in the depth department. It's outside linebacker and then cornerback. But it's different. Cornerback, you have depth. It's just unproven depth. In other words, you have Shakur Brown, an undrafted rookie. You have James Pierre. We don't know a ton about him based on the fact that he hasn't played that much. Uh, and then you have uh, some other players, Justin Lane even. They have depth, but it's unproven depth. On the, on the outside linebacker depth chart, that's a different story altogether. On the outside linebacker depth chart, you have nothing. The cupboard is pretty bare. You have, obviously, T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith. You had Cassius Marsh, and then Quincy Roche, six-round draft pick from Temple slash Miami. The U. That's it. That was it. It wasn't even a potential thing. I mean, yeah, Quincy Roche, you're like, okay, maybe he can come. He, the guy was a six-round draft pick for a reason. He's a six-round draft pick. If anyone thought that he was worth more or worthy of a higher slot, they would have drafted him. They didn't. Six-round draft pick. And so the Steelers said, we need to make a move. They released David DeCastro. They free up cap space. And you bring in a player who, I, and again, I'm not claiming to be an expert here, but Melvin Ingram, from all accounts that I've read, and people that I trust, is that he could be the perfect number three pass rusher for the Steelers. Let me give you a couple reasons why. Number one, and this is something that I like a lot, is that he can play both sides. He is not a player that has to always rush from the right or always rush from the left. He can play both sides. That is huge. Check mark number one. Another thing is that Melvin Ingram is experienced, and boy, is this guy, he's not. You think about someone like uh, Cassius Marsh, or you think about Ola Adenye in the past. Where did they struggle? They struggled in setting the edge. They just weren't big enough. They just weren't strong enough. That's not Melvin Ingram. This guy can play the run. He can set the edge. He knows exactly what's asked of him. He will be just fine in that department. Can he rush the passer? Absolutely. Absolutely. And Jeffrey Benedict, who is, knows more about football than I do, 
He talked about his bull rush as his number one go-to move, but he also has a really good spin move that can counter that. He he actually said, this is Jeffrey Benedict, that he felt that he was, he, as in Melvin Ingram, was very similar to Alex Highsmith from a pass-rushing standpoint. So when I, th- when I hear those things, I'm thinking this is a perfect fit. Now, the biggest question mark, the cloud that is constantly over Mel- Melvin Ingram's head, and he's not the only one. Someone like Malik Hooker is very similar. It's injuries. Everyone is always concerned about the injury history. And it should be noted that, yes, early in his career, he did suffer some injuries. He had a, hips, a hip injury towards ACL early in his career. And then he had, I think, I can't remember, Dave Schofield said it was either four or five years where he did not have an injury. So it was four or five consecutive years where uh, he was not injured. He was healthy, played a full season. And then in the last few years, he did have a couple injuries. In 2019, it was a hamstring that kind of hampered him a little bit. In 2020, he had a knee injury that kept put him on the shelf uh, a couple times, and he ended up being placed on IR to finish out the season. But I keep on coming back to the fact that I don't think the Steelers would sign a player if they even had any inkling that he wasn't healthy. This also could be said about Trey Turner. Just happens to be another player that played with the Chargers last year. When the Steelers brought in Trey Turner, you know they're giving him a physical. You know they're running him through the, we'll call it the standard protocol. And they're not going to say, okay, we're going to give you a deal. Or they're not going to say to Melvin Ingram, like, okay, we hope you get healthy. No, they're going to want to know, are you healthy? We want to check. We want the doctors to look at you. And they have to be fine with that. That's one of the reasons why I think Malik Hooker was possibly not signed. Now, I don't want to get into the Malik Hooker madness because if you listen to my podcast a couple months ago, he was the one that said that he was healthy and was kind of spouting off on Twitter. I'm not getting into that fiasco. But still, when I think about Malik Hooker, there were some glaring issues there. And the Steelers could have said, we might be interested, but not right now. We can't afford to pay you and have you be on injured reserve to start the season. And so now you look at Melvin Ingram, you look at Trey Turner. Those are two players that the Steelers had to look at and say, not only is it a position of need, but it's a player that we think is healthy. He's going to be able to start from day one or in Melvin Ingram's case to contribute in day one. Because to finish this up before I start taking some callers on the Spotify green room app, I want to make it very clear that I don't think that Alex Highsmith, Melvin Ingram, it does it matter who plays first. I think that Alex Highsmith will be that guy. The Steelers have put a lot of faith into him. They've talked about draft capital. They drafted him in the third round of the 2020 NFL draft. But I think that it's a situation that Melvin Ingram now gives this defense the opportunity to, he can, he doesn't have to play as much that could keep him healthy. And when he goes in there, he can play from both sides. I think that TJ Watt, who maybe in the past, kind of looked at the sideline and said maybe he needed a break, but said, I, I, don't, I don't trust that guy. I, I, I'm going to stay in. We've seen T.J. Watt get washed, you know, washed away because he's exhausted. Maybe he doesn't have to do that now. Maybe he doesn't have to do that based on the fact that Ingram is a guy that can come off the sideline and he can be effective. He's a guy that can come in and say, hey, T.J., take a break. I got you. I'm going to go in and get a sack here. I'm going to get a stop, a, a, a tackle for a loss, whatever. But, you know, on last Friday's podcast, I think it was last Friday. It was. Last Friday's podcast, I talked about what do the Steelers have to do to go from a, a defense that's good to great. 
And I talked about how great defenses, the Steelers' defenses that are great win Super Bowls, or they're in Super Bowls, or they're having long playoff runs. That's what great Steelers' defenses do. And so I asked the question, and it was a rhetorical open-ended question to anyone listening, and that was, was last year's defense great? I mean, it, that's, that all depends on you and your own opinion. Me? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. I'm sorry if you surrender 40 points, and I know not all of them were the, the defense's fault, but when you, when you have that bad, you just got that bad vibes going in the playoffs, it's just not a good look. I look at this and say that the Steelers' defense with Melvin Ingram now, they took a step at least in the right direction, and that is going from good to great. Where are the weaknesses? Where are the weaknesses now in the Steelers' defense? That's the question we have to ask one another. Where are the weaknesses? Is it in the front seven? I don't think so. <clears throat> Excuse me, especially not now. Especially not now when you think about how the one weakness in the front seven that we all talked about before the season started, or before the, or during the offseason, I should say, was how they had horrible depth at outside linebacker. Well, not anymore. If Quincy Roche can turn out to be even just a situational pass rusher, what else do you need? Cassius Marsh will be a special teams guy. He's a demon out there. We know that he likes to throw his body around on special teams. My goodness, that would be fine. That would be absolutely fine. So I think Melvin Ingram's impact on this Steelers defense is going to be great if he can stay healthy. That is a giant if. A giant if. <coughs> All right, my, my, my goodness, my fault. Okay, if you're listening live on the Spotify Green Room app and you want to talk, put in a speaker request, I would be glad to talk to you. I know Logan, who is a regular on our show, he said he can't talk tonight, but will we see an immediate impact from Melvin Ingram, or will it take a few weeks for him to find a role in the defense? Well, I think personally, Logan, that Melvin Ingram signing now, when he did, is really, really important. He's played in a defense in San Diego slash L.A. that's very similar to Pittsburgh. They're a defense that is primarily a 3-4. He's played that hybrid role where he can flex inside. He can also obviously rush the passer from the outside. He's going to know the defense. For sure, he's going to know the defense. Throw in the fact that he now is going to be entering or coming into the Steelers' locker room before training camp even starts, he's going to have a head start. The Steelers reportedly were interested in Justin Houston. I have a feeling that Justin Houston maybe wanted some more money, Justin Houston also could have said, I want to be a starter. I don't want to be a backup. I don't want to be a number three. And that's fine. Justin Houston might have to wait until the end of the tra- end of training camp, end of preseason, or even until someone gets injured before he can actually get a role. So think about that. Think about if the Steelers were in that situation. Think about it if the Steelers were having to wait and hopefully get someone on the cheap. Now all of a sudden you're looking at, well, how is this person going to kind of, how is this player going to mold or gel with everyone else? Are they going to learn the defense in time? Are they going to be able to do all those things that, you know, kind of are habitual, the nonverbal communication between players? I think Melvin Ingram is smart enough. He's a veteran. He's going to be 32 years old this year. He's been around the block and then some. He will be just fine when it comes to understanding the defense, getting acclimated. And I can't stress enough, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, how important it was, or it is, 
that the Steelers signed Melvin Ingram when they did. Get him into Pittsburgh. Get him into the get him into camp, and let's make sure that he is uh, fully on board and ready to go when Week One rolls around. Okay, Holden, who's in the uh, Spotify Green Room app discussion board, he says, I know you talk about the defense at the end of the season, but do you think the defense was great with both Bush and Bud healthy at the beginning of the year? Maybe it's not a big enough sample size. I think it could be very similar if we end up signing Nelson back. Okay, so Holden, I, that is a great point. It's a great point that with Devin Bush healthy and Bud Dupree healthy, it's a different defense. Absolutely is a different defense, and I'm going to plug a, uh, an article that is going to be published on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com tomorrow, Wednesday, at 9.30 in the morning, and that's from Kevin Smith, our own. Cliff Harris is still a punk, and it's all about Devin Bush and how his impact for this Steelers defense. You throw in Devin Bush. You throw in Vince Williams, Robert Spillane with a year under his belt. You throw in Melvin Ingram. My goodness, I think this defense is going to be tremendous. I don't think Steven Nelson is going to sign back with the Steelers. I know those rumors are swirling. I know that everyone's excited about that. I just don't see it happening. And despite the fact that that would be great to see Steven Nelson come back, I think they'll be okay. I really do. This always comes down to me is who, what kind of defense are you going to be? Are you a defense that's going to have good coverage in the secondary that is going to be able to hold up and let the pass rush get to the quarterback or are you going to be a defense that gets to the quarterback and forces bad passes? I think they're going to be the latter. They're going to be a defense that that front seven is going to be suffocating. They're going to collapse the pocket. They're going to wreak havoc on the interior, and I'm okay with that. Absolutely. Okay, everyone, we're at the midway point of the podcast. If you're listening live on the Spotify Green Room app, don't go anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. If you're listening on the po- on the podcast side, the audio side, stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break. Oh my goodness, we have so much news going on today, it's insane. Uh, if you didn't hear, by the way, this is just kind of coming out. Um, the, the, I believe, I can't believe it, Kendrick Green is signing his contract. Holy cow, there we go, right here on Let's Ride. Let's Ride podcast, kind of breaking some news. Uh, this is from Jason Bernstein, congrats to the Fridge 53 that would be uh, Kendrick Green's Twitter handle, on signing his contract with the Steelers. So kudos to Kendrick Green, but kudos to the Steelers for getting all nine of their draft picks locked up. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's it's finally done. Everyone's been asking me almost for weeks, like, what the heck's taking so long? What the heck's taking so long? Well, here it is. Here it is, finally done. So good news. Congratulations to uh, Kendrick Green for sure um, on that. That was a... Uh, I've been waiting for that to happen. I talked about that a lot about the uh, pre-rate that we had done. All right, so like I said, if you follow me on Twitter at jhartman underscore P-I-T, every Tuesday I was a little bit late today uh, getting this tweet out uh, based on the fact that I was taking wallpaper off of the wall in the house, which, by the way, whoever invented wallpaper, I'd like to have a conversation with you. I'm sure they're not alive anymore, but still, that is kind of like cruel and unusual punishment. I've done it before. It's not my first time, but my gosh, awful. Absolutely awful. 
if, if you're someone out there who goes, I, I, I just bought a house and I need to, uh, I need to take the wallpaper off. Let's take a week, take a week and you chip, chip away a little bit at a time. Anyways. So I've kind of forgot about it. I put the, the tweet up late, but my ride or die crew obviously never lets me down. And some people like, for instance, the first question from Michael Beck, he's Mr. Blue checkmark, Michael Beck, because look at me. That's a, this is Michael. This is the way I've, I envision Michael on Twitter is because now he has a blue check and he's verified and he thinks he's so important. He says, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just jacking with Michael, by the way. He said, who's the most annoying member on the BTSE Slack channel and you're not allowed to say me. So, well, Michael, that's, if those that are just now listening and maybe like, what is the Slack channel? It is a way for an organization to communicate and you can have an app on your phone. You can also have it on your laptop or desktop. Uh, it's a great way for, you know, someone like me who runs a website and has a, my, a, you know, a say in the podcast side as well. We have channels and we can definitely go in and, um, you know, it's one of those situations where they have, uh, it, we, we all chime in and sometimes it's just for fun. I had to be honest though. I'm going to say Brian Anthony Davis. If I can't say Michael Beck, I'm going to go with Brian Anthony Davis is the most annoying member on the Slack channel. Uh, because Brian will, he's so sporadic. Okay. So he'll chime in with news that is, I don't know, two hours old and we've already published the story, had it on Facebook, page views are clanking in, and Brian will send the link. Hey, guys, did you see this? Like, yeah, man, we already wrote this article. So sometimes that can be annoying. Brian's also a little bit late on a lot of things, but still, I, I, if I had to pick, that's who I'll pick. Every, I like all the people on our, on our staff for sure. Eric says, the league didn't do much in regards to the whole Brady MCL injury um, not being reported, yet the Steelers got reprimanded. Quite a bit for not disclosing theirs. Favoritism at its finest, or are there extenuating circumstances? So uh, when you look at this, the league didn't do much in regard. He's talking about the Brady. He had, Now it's coming out that he tore his MCL, had to have surgery in the offseason, was a pretty legitimate knee injury. And he's asking, you know, what the heck? Because the Steelers with Ben Roethlisberger, and this was in 2019, and his elbow, and they said it was never reported. Um, they were, you know, with David DeCastro's injury, that was another big story with, oh my gosh, this ankle injury was, was lingering and now he got cut because of it. Uh, what is the deal there? And so I can see where Eric is thinking, well, what's going on here? Like, where, where are these two sides coming from? And I, I honestly don't know that much about the Buccaneers story. I don't know if he was ever on the injury report. That's what they need. That's what they're looking for. When Pittsburgh got reprimanded because of Le'Veon Bell, this was his groin injury. I think it was 2016. Um, when they got reprimanded or fined, they might have gotten fined for that. It's because they never reported the injury. So in this case, if they did report that Brady had a knee injury, and even if he just missed portions of practice, then absolutely they're fine. They're fine. That's what it all comes down to. It comes down to the team saying, okay, so let's go back to 2016. They would have said, okay, hey, just so you know, Le'Veon Bell has a groin injury. We don't think it's going to hurt him too much in terms of participation. He should be good to go. Uh, then they're fine. Then they, they talked about it. They put him on an injury report. That's the big thing. Kit asks, confident in our tackle depth after Chaz Green signing, reports of Dan Moore being slow to learn during minicamp and OTAs. He's surely developmental only this year. Are we comfortable with only Haig as a backup? Chaz has NFL experience, but injuries, sacks, and pressures allowed are not good. This is... This is tough for me to answer for multiple reasons. Haig does have a lot of experience, and Chaz, his numbers don't look great on paper. 
At the same time, these are different systems. You have a new coordinator, new offensive line coach. I'm going to hold judgment on any offensive lineman, whether that's Kendrick Green, whether that's B.J. Finney, Joe Haig, you name it, doesn't matter. I'm going to hold judgment on all of these players. And that includes Dan Moore Jr. based on the fact that I have not seen what these coaches are going to be doing, how they're going to be handling players. And so for me, I think about this and I say, you know what, let's just, let's just take it easy here and let's see how it goes. Let's see how it goes. Let's not jump the gun. But I understand in terms of my confidence level and the tackle depth, it's not great. It's really, it's not great. But at the same time, the fact that that's why you bring in a Joe Haig. That's why you now bring in a Chaz Green, someone that has experience that can be that added value depth at the position. All right. Ben asks, what position group do you have full confidence in going into the season? Also, do you think we'll see a lot of Najee Harris during the preseason? Or do you think he'll run a few plays each preseason game? Ben uses the hashtag Ride or Die Crew. Thank you very much. And then he uses the hashtag I love a underdog season. I love those both. Now, the question was, what position group do I have full confidence in? Easy. Defensive line. <laughs> they're all coming back. Dan Tyson, Alulu, Cam Hayward, Stefan Tuitt. They're all back. I, I, you can even look at the depth. I mean, it's all there. Uh, Carlos Davis, Isaiah Bugs, uh, Henry Mondo, if he makes the team, Isaiah Loudermilk, obviously is a draft pick. So that's easy for me in terms of position group that I have the most confidence in. In terms of Najee Harris, do I think they are going to utilize him in the preseason? I'm going to think yes. I think they have to. I think they should be smart with how they use him, but I think you have to. Uh, yeah, you played for Alabama, which is the best college football program in the, in, in the United States, but my goodness, it's not the NFL. It might be close, but it's not the NFL. He has to get himself ready and acclimated to the National Football League, to the professional game, the speed of the game, and that's going to be really important. Um, and so, Ben, I do think they're going to use Najee. I think that he'll play probably you know, a few series in the first game, maybe play uh, almost a quarter in the second and third, and then maybe they, t- they give him off the fourth. We'll see. Uh, it depends on how, he, how he's running, how he looks. If he looks ready, Wide risk injury. That's all I'm going to say. All right, let's go to the next question. And anyone wants to chime in on the Spotify Green Room app, just put in a speaker request. Be glad to have you on. In the meantime, we're going to continue to fly through these ride or die die crew questions. Easy for me to say. On Twitter. All right, Brian Haynes says, what is the Steelers' strongest and weakest units on the team, in your opinion, based on backups? Okay, so the strongest units and weakest units. Let's go with the weakest units right now. I'm going to have to go with the cornerbacks. Actually, let's be more specific in terms of defensive backs. Let's go with, I'm actually going to go with safety if we're talking about backups. Think about after Minka Fitzpatrick and or uh, Terrell Edmonds. Who do they have? Miles Killebrew. Antoine Brooks Jr., Marcus Allen, who's actually labeled as a linebacker now. Who do they have? And so that's a pretty weak depth, for, in my opinion. The strongest, oh boy, the strongest unit, I, I'm going to have to go probably with the same answer I just gave uh, Ben, which was the defensive front. I think the defensive front stacked. I think they have depth in case there's an injury. I have no issues with the defensive front at all. I Actually, here's, here's a, uh, another one, wide receiver. Love the depth of wide receiver. You want a sleeper pick? I'll go with running back. I actually like the depth of running back. A lot of people will say, Jeff, you're crazy, but I, I do like the depth of running back for sure. All right, let's go to Daniel. He says, do you think that Melvin Ingram is stealing Alex Highsmith's job this season? I kind of answered this in the first part, Daniel, but in case you missed it or 
you just didn't maybe maybe it wasn't clear enough. Um, I don't think that he's stealing his job. I do think that he might be taking some snaps away, but I don't think that's based on performance. I don't think that's based on experience. I think that's just based on the Steelers trying to put the best team together possible. And so when you look at it that way, there's there's no way you can say that Melvin Ingram doesn't help them be a better defense. That, that he doesn't help them be a better team. That he doesn't give them a better chance to win. He does. He's that kind of player if he can stay healthy. So I don't think that he's a threat to Alex Highsmith's job. It's only a one-year contract. If anything, Highsmith will benefit from Ingram being there, not just learning from a veteran, not just having him helping him out in terms of giving him some tricks of the trade, but also the fact that Highsmith now can sit back and he he and Watt both can take a break if necessary and they have a a viable backup. So I don't think, no, I don't think it's it's a threat at all. A bird kid says, what do you think the offensive line will look like? Will they be better than people think? Again, that's tough to answer. It's really tough to answer considering the fact that the Steelers have that Adrian Clem, the new offensive line coach, Matt Canada, new uh, offensive coordinator. I don't know if anyone really knows what to expect. I I do think that they're going to be a very good run-blocking group, and so that bodes well for the Steelers being able to actually run the ball even just a little bit, which is better than what they did last year. The the question for me and the concern for me is pass blocking. Can they keep Ben Roethlisberger upright? Can they run pass plays where Ben doesn't have to throw the ball in 2.3 seconds or whatever it was last season? That's going to be the big question mark for me. But I think this offensive line will be better than people think. Will they be great? Well, probably not, not at least right away, but I think they'll be better than people think. Okay, John Reynolds says, correct me if I'm wrong, but Kansas City won the Super Bowl the year after getting rid of Steven Nelson. His first season as a Steeler, maybe it's a Nelson problem. Hashtag ride or die crew. Thank you very much, John. Maybe it is a Steven Nelson problem. I don't know. Um, I know that most people said that they had no problem with um, they have no problem with Steven Nelson. Like He wasn't a locker room issue. He wasn't a cancer in the locker room or anything like that. But still, it's, it's something to note. It absolutely is something to note. SC Hokies and Steelers says, who who did we sign and used a really funny uh, Will Ferrell gift from, uh, oh shoot, the movie All Pro, I think the basketball movie, and it says, everybody panic. Hey, they might be signing more players, who knows, but I will tell you this, if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, can they sign any more players? You know, Can, can they go out and get another player on a one-year deal? They're not going to be able to do that unless they actually make another move. I doubt they cut anyone at this part of the at this juncture, but you're thinking of someone like Joe Hayden getting an extension, um, restructuring someone like Chris Boswell. That uh, those moves would create salary cap space. Maybe signing T.J. Watt to the point where it can lower his cap hit this year. Um, so unless those moves happen, they can't do anything. They don't have enough money. They don't have enough money. So keep that in mind. A couple more questions from Brian. Brian says, what is your thought on the two rumors about Nelson or or Malik Hooker coming to the team? Again, I don't think, I don't buy those uh, Steven Nelson rumors at all. I don't think he's coming back to Pittsburgh. So I wouldn't, until I see that as actual fact and not just a rumor or a report on Twitter, I'm not buying it. As for Malik Hooker, again, where are they going to create the money? And is he healthy? Is he healthy so far? When you think about the players they've brought in who have had questionable injury histories, i.e. Trey Turner and Melvin Ingram, when they brought them in, 
They obviously talked to them. They obviously did a doctor's you know, evaluation, and they deemed them healthy enough to sign. Malik Hooker comes in, visits with the Steelers, and nothing. No contract. That tells me there might be something lingering there for sure. All right, last question here. Who do you go to most often when you have questions about the team? He, he tags uh, Dave Schofield. He tags Brian Anthony Davis and Michael Beck or someone else. Hashtag Ryder Dietrich. So who do I go to most often when I have questions about the team? It depends on the question. So, for instance, all three of the guys you tagged, I can tell them something I will go to them for if I have a question. So, for instance, Dave Schofield. If it is, Dave, when did this happen last season? What did we do on the website last year at this time? What do we do in regards to a lot of stuff from a functional or you know, functioning website standpoint? I'm going to go to Dave Schofield. If it's, hey, who had the, what jersey number did this player wear back in 1974? I'm going to go to Brian Anthony Davis. He has a mind that can kind of remember some of those obscure tidbits of knowledge. If I want to know, hey, did you see something on social media or who's available, who's not available, I'm going to go to Michael Beck. That's who I trust with that information. So we, we all kind of have our expertise. Uh, no one comes to me for expertise on anything. So uh, there you go. That's that. All right, we have our, uh, a speaker request here. Wes wants to talk. He's a longtime listener. What's up, Wes? How you doing, Phil? I, I asked you earlier about the Malik Hooker uh, podcast, and I realized that I must have missed the first half of that. I went back and listened to it because I called in later on that show. But anyway, so... I listened to a couple other podcasts, and a correction, and I don't know how accurate this is, but according to the other podcast, um, we have enough money available in the cap without doing anything to sign one person as long as it's $3 million or less. However, the most likely scenario, and it's being talked about apparently in the back rooms within the organization, according to other podcasts who have sources, uh, that a Tuit and Boswell restructure to open even more money is almost definitely going to happen. Um, so the reason I bring that up, so they were talking about what other needs we still have, and they brought up safety, and they brought up Malik Hooker. And I listened to what you had to say, and here's my opinion on Malik Hooker. You're unemployed for a reason, bro. I don't even know if you're actually that talented because you've played maybe, what, three games your whole career because you can't stay healthy. And it may or may not be his fault that he's had a torn Achilles and a blown ACL and whatnot. But the last person that should be running his mouth to anybody on Twitter is a dude that cannot stay healthy, that has missed more games than he's played. I want nothing to do. And you know what? I was one of the Steelers fans who were like, yeah, this would be a good signing. And then I listened to your thing. And then I, I really started to look at how many games he's played and how many times he's missed games and what he's really done on the field. And, yes, he's shown flashes of talent. But there's no way. We did not sign Carl Joseph for a very similar reason. Carl Joseph can't stay healthy. No chance we signed Malik. And I could be wrong, but I doubt it. Now, one name I do think people should remember, because I think it kills two birds with one stone, and nobody's talked about him all season, whether it be the Steelers or anybody else, is cornerback Brian Poole, who, if we signed him, could play nickel corner 
and let Cam Sutton slide to safety when we need relief. And it kills two birds with one stone, and it would probably cost us slightly over that $3 million we have available. But I, I, I tell you right now, I agree with that podcast you did quite some time ago in June. I want nothing to do with Malik Hooker. Well, thanks, Wes. I appreciate you chiming in as always. I have to say, though, that, you know, I trust Dave Schofield when it comes to the numbers. And he said, you know, that he wrote an article for the website, so check it out, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. And, uh, you know, he, he, he breaks it down in a way that uh, just take a look. I don't know how much money they have remaining, but we'll see. All right, folks. So that about does it for me. We kind of went over. That's okay, though. Hey, remember, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, follow us wherever you get your podcasts or Steelers or Behind the Steel Curtain. And remember how we always finish out here, folks. Be safe, be kind, and God bless. Have a great evening. Have a great day. I will see you on Friday. Training camp will be started. I'm excited. Go Steelers. We'll see you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.